Uh, it is uh, time to talk with one of our faves. He is KBC's legal analyst, and uh, it's a pleasure to welcome back to the show. Royal Oaks. Royal, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Doug? A okay. We got a couple of big legal issues. One, uh, William Porter, who was the first Baltimore police officer charged in the death of uh, Freddie Gray that led to days of rioting in uh, Baltimore, uh, basically walked, at least as of now, unless they decide to retry because of a hung jury, a mistrial. Well, that's right. You know, the prosecution, I think, felt that they really had the inside track. Uh, the, the argument by the prosecutor was really straightforward when he was talking to the, uh, to the jury. He said, you know, this guy was healthy when he entered that van, and he, and he was near death when he came out. But the defense stirred up a lot of dust about uh, evidence as to whether he really was seatbelted or not, whether this particular officer was really to blame. And, and it's kind of like a chess game, Doug, because there are five other officers lined up to be tried. And this guy, Porter, who was there in the van, he was going to be a key witness for the prosecution once he'd been convicted and couldn't take the fifth. Well, now he can take the fifth. He may be retried. They may try to give him immunity and get some leniency. The feds, though, could interrupt that. The feds could still file civil rights charges against him. But uh, bottom line is everything is, is all messed up in terms of the prosecution's neat plans. Or today they're going to be talking with the judge about the timing of the other trials and maybe whether those trials will be put off until this fellow has his second trial. Now, the next stop is supposed to be the driver of the van. And, uh, you know, so this is, you know, this is a tough one because I think most people look at it as negligence, certainly, but whether or not they, they meant to kill him is a whole other issue. That's right. People second-guessed the prosecution because they went after a porter who, uh, who they couldn't convict uh, yesterday uh, for manslaughter. The van driver, Cesar Goodson, uh, he's charged uh, with second-degree murder up to 30 years in prison is the potential for him. So, yeah, I think there's going to be some, some soul-searching on the part of the prosecution. Um, it was strange, though. The jury only deliberated 16 hours over, over a couple of days, uh, uh, parts of three days. You know, a lot of juries, you know, they pick a, a, a foreman and order a ham sandwich in 16 hours, but this judge felt that uh, he was convinced this group simply couldn't agree unanimously, so he cut them loose. The Royal, if Porter is retried, uh, can they use him in the trials of the other cops, or is he off limits? Well, the problem is... T-Ray, if he's facing a second trial, he's going to clam up and take the fifth. And so if they try to call him in the other five trials, he's just going to say, I'm not going to say anything, so he won't be any use to the prosecution. So what may happen is that the government will say, Judge, put off the other five trials, let's redo the Porter trial, and then if they get a conviction, then he won't be able to clam up because there'll be no Fifth Amendment protection, no further liability or immunity. So, uh, again, it's kind of like a chess game, and we'll know the next move later today. Talk with Royal Oaks. You can follow uh, on Twitter and also at RoyalOaksWithAnE.com. Royal, i got a bunch of other things I want to run past you quickly if I can. Martinez the neighbor of uh, Farouk Marquez. Uh, Marquez, excuse me, is expected to be uh, charged today. And he could, uh, I mean, he could be in a world of trouble. In my opinion, he should be in a world of trouble when he basically uh, bought the weapons of murder, a mass murder, uh, for his quote-unquote friend so that his friend wouldn't show up on a terror watch list. Oh, it's a really amazing. I mean, first, when you think, Tug, this guy didn't ask for a lawyer. He's been singing like a bird to the cops, to the investigators, for days now, weeks. And, and he's admitted that he and Farouk plotted an attack in 2012, but they said, uh-oh, four people were arrested in a plot uh, regarding U.S. bases overseas. So, so ixnay uh, on, the, on the plot. 
so now the question is, is he just going to be charged with lying about, yeah, give me those two assault rifles with intent to hand them over to Farouk? But that's just a misdemeanor. Is he also going to be charged with something much more serious, namely something having to do with the 2012 plot that didn't really happen? Or uh, the most serious, was he involved? Did he know about the San Bernardino plot? Well, I, I, I don't know how it's possible that he couldn't have known about this. I mean, who comes up? I was trying to go through my entire roster of friends and and which one of my friends would come to me and say, hey, uh, Doug, could you do me a solid here <laughs> right. and go down to uh, Crazy Al's house of discount guns and get me a couple of AR-15s because I want to cape off the government radar here. I mean, uh, who in the world is going to do that? No, you're right. It's, it's unbelievable. And this was three years ago. And so he buys the two assault rifles and the idea is, well, Farouk, good. Uh, doesn't want to go through the background check. There shouldn't be a record of ownership by Farouk. And that's fishy enough. And if he's a friend, he's in his life, he's around, he's got to see all this stuff. But I think the real, the real key factor is that he's admitting he was part of a 2012 plot. It was a, an abortive plot, but still, uh, it's going to be very difficult for him to convince anybody that he wasn't totally aware of what was going on. And that means, you know, you're going away basically forever. Again, with, without a lawyer assisting him on this, I don't know if he figured, well, these guys are going to go a little easier on me if I just uh, appear to tell the truth. I'm not going to get a, an attorney involved. Uh, but for him to go in, uh, San's lawyer is very, very weird. I got uh, a pop quiz for you on two more, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, this uh, creepy guy, Martin Schrekel, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Schrekelli, S-H-K-R-E-L-A, Schrekelli. He's the CEO of that drug company that uh, jacked up the uh, price of that drug used by AIDS patients. Right. And then he bought uh, for $2 million the Wu-Tang uh, Clan uh, album, and everybody just loathes this guy. And now all of a sudden we're told that he's... Uh, He's been arrested on charges of federal security fraud charges. Well, you know, when when you have when you do something so despicable like that, uh, you, you're not going to have a very good chances if you uh, if you go in front of a jury. So yeah, he's definitely in a world of hurt. I mean, it's like these the, the, these monsters who uh, watered down drugs so they could make more profit on on their drug sales, knowing that the drugs would be ineffective when everybody takes basically a worthless dose. I mean, this is not exactly good PR. Now we're we're not sure what he's being charged with at this point. They're saying that they the charges don't relate to the uh, Turing pharmaceutical price hike on those those AIDS drugs. Uh, but uh, Bloomberg and Reuters are reporting that he was arrested this morning at his home. Uh, Reuters said that it had witnessed the arrest, so somebody tipped off the press that it was going to happen. And uh, so that's all we know at this point. We just know that it's federal securities fraud charges, but we don't know uh, they improperly channeled $7.6 million in cash and stock through fake consulting deals. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. And there are all sorts of ways that you can get into trouble with the securities laws. But you know, even if it doesn't relate to that other thing, right. like they say, well, the it brought scrutiny. He's when he spouts. This guy spouted, and so he's getting harpooned exactly. maybe in another way. Exactly. He brought a lot of attention to himself and scrutiny. Now, last one, real quick. Uh, Ethan Couch is the creepy kid down in Texas who dodged uh, a, a conviction for killing four people while drunk uh, because he, was, he had affluenza. In other words, he was right. affluent, and his parents never set any boundaries. Well, guess what? The mother and he are missing. They vanished. A violation of his probation, and the judge has now, and this comes a week or so after he was shown up on social media at a party where people were playing beer pong, so he, which is a violation of his probation, and now they put out a warrant for his arrest. 
Well, and a lot of people are, are going to be looking back at that story and remembering just how outraged the whole nation was. So I guess it isn't a surprise he disappeared. Maybe it, it, maybe the judge will disappear from the bench and maybe lose his job because, as I recall, uh, there was some really questionable judgment calls made in connection with that guy's defense. All right. Uh, Royal, as always, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Uh, KBC Legal Analyst, Royal Oaks, RoyalOaks.com. Let's go get traffickers, Bill Thomas.